Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. All right, film geeks, Rachel Zegler, the star of Disney's new live-action Snow White and the Seven Whatever It Is adaptation, stuck her foot in it, and the internet can't stop talking about it. So let's talk about it. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of All Right, Let's Talk About It. My name is Savannah. I'm your host. I do film reviews and film industry commentary. Y'all, Disney is having a year. I'm not sure if it's a good year or a bad year, but in terms of the box office, it's been pretty hit or miss. So we had Ant-Man come out at the beginning of the year. That was a miss. It flopped. We had Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, basically a hit. It broke even. They made money, not as much as money, not as much money as they should have, but definitely a hit. The Little Mermaid came out a few weeks later. Disney is claiming they broke even on that on that movie. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying that a movie that cost $250 million for them to make and then an additional $140 million to market, they were able to break even with only with barely $570 million worldwide. You know, chop that in half because 50% of that goes back to the studio, goes back to the theaters. Whatever's left goes to the studio. You're still under for what was spent on production and marketing. But they're saying, we broke even, y'all. I'm not buying it. I'm sorry. You can't convince me otherwise. Uh, So, yeah, I'm counting that as a miss. Elemental, Pixar movie. I don't know what to do with it. They don't know what to do with it. It was a miss. It looks like it might still be uh, slightly better than a miss, but not quite a hit. It just might break even. Just barely. It started off really, really weak and then it gained some legs and it's still going kind of strong, doing very well for where it's at. And then, you know, also what else is at the theater. So it's it, not quite a hit, but it's 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 leaving the miss territory. Indiana Jones was an absolute miss. Um, I'm going to throw in the sound of freedom because Disney could have had that, but they decided to shelve it and Angel Studios had to buy back the rights. Well, no, um, the production company had to buy back the rights and then angel studios bought the rights to distribute so that could have been a hit for disney but no they decided they wanted to shelve it and not show it so that movie is definitely a hit for other people but not disney so i'm gonna throw that in there we have 
Haunted Mansion, which is an absolute miss that is going to be an, a dis- disturbingly terrible flop. They should have released that in October, given that it's kind of a scariest movie. But they decided to make it a summer fun horror film, which is not unusual. It's not unusual to have a scary movie in the middle of the summer. There's always like a fun, scary movie in the summer. But this wasn't it. But I'm pretty sure they were hoping to have it released now, just in time for it to release for Halloween on Disney+. Plus. So yeah, Miss. And there are a couple of more Disney releases coming out. You have The Marvels, another Marvel film. So we're getting three this year. Um, four if you count across the Spider-Verse, but that's not MCU, that's Sony. And then we have a movie called Wish, which is an animated feature from Disney, which I think is going to do very well box office wise. It's different. It's original. We get a villain. Um, It looks good. So I I think that's going to do very well. I don't know how the Marvels are going to do. They have that movie has been through the ringer. They have had to rewrite, reshoot, reedit. Um, that movie, it seems a thousand times over. Couldn't get it right the first time around. It should, it was supposed to come out last year. It was supposed to come out last year. And it was also, you know, a re-release. You know, when they redid the release date, it was supposed to come out the weekend around Oppenheimer and Barbie. And now it's coming out um, in November. So right around the time Dune is supposed to come out. And because of all the changes in release dates, the Marvel is not going to be shown in IMAX. Dune is getting those dates. Sorry, but ish happens, right? So Disney is just, you know, going through it. And, you know, these live action adaptations, which were going strong for a minute, and then they just kept doing it. And then you had the Little Mermaid where they decided they wanted to change crucial elements of the story that we all know and love from 1989. And I'm not sure if that hurt them, helped them, what have you. But that movie should have been an 800 to an 800 million to 100 billion dollar film, given what they spent to produce it and given what they spent to market it and how long they spent to market it. The fact that it's not even going to cross 600 million dollars worldwide is sad. So even if they're claiming they broke even, it's absolutely a miss for them. It was way below expectations. This movie should have done way better. But I, I don't, I guess Disney has their, I don't know what Disney's trying to do. I don't know what their their end goal is i don't know what they're i don't know if they're playing catch up they're trying to do big things or if they're kind of where disney was in the 80s right before the little mermaid came out where disney seemed to be in a creative slump maybe that's it but we have another live action um film coming out live action remake coming out next spring i want to say march 24th 2024 snow white Starring Rachel Zegler as Snow White. And this caused a little bit of an uproar because Rachel Zegler is Hispanic. And of course, if you know the story, you know the movie, you know, hair black as ebony, lips red as a rose, skin white as snow. That's one of the reasons why her name is Snow White. So the fact that they didn't cast, you know, a brown haired white lady in the role, people were up in arms about it. I understand that. I mean, that's part of the story. The reason why her name is Snow White is because skin white as snow like hello but so there was that part and then about a month ago month or so ago pictures from the set were released so to speak um leaked i guess is the better word and people lost their minds over that because we got our first look at the seven so-called dwarfs and they're not really dwarfs we only have one dwarf one little person playing a dwarf and the others are just a ragtag mix of diversity inclusion including a female it looks like so people 
you know, drag Disney through the mud for that one. I think people are sick of it. People are sick of the forced diversity, forced inclusion. That's not just about skin color or even, you know, sexual orientation, but also gender. People are just tired of feeling like they're being forced into something or, you know, seeing stories changed and warped unnecessarily. So, yeah, they got dragged for that. And then to make matters worse, I don't know why we're just now seeing this. This is a video from... Last year, last September at D23 Expo, for those who don't know, who do not know, D23 is Disney's fan club and they hold an expo every year. They've been doing this for a couple of years now. And part of this expo is them announcing new projects. And that's when they kind of let us know about, you know, Snow White. And that's when Rachel Zegler gave this interview, which has made its rounds on social media. I'm going to play it for you. So just take a listen. You said you were bringing a modern edge to it on stage. What do you mean by that? I just mean that it's no longer 1937 and we absolutely wrote a Snow White that she's is not going to be yeah, saved by the prince. She's not going to be saved by the prince and she's not going to be dreaming about true love. She's dreaming about becoming the leader she knows she can be and the leader that her late father told her that she could be if she was fearless, fair, brave and true. And so it's just a really incredible story for, I think, young people everywhere to see themselves in. Snow White is running for president. <laughs> I'm launching my campaign. I am. Yeah, that's going to flop. We're going to talk about why I feel that way. For those who do not know, the other woman in the clip is Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot, many of you know from Wonder Woman, um, the whole DC universe and whatnot of it all. And she'll be playing Evil Queen. So that that's the thing that um, got Disney in a tizzy right now. So we had the photos that were leaked um, that... Disney got dragged for that, you know, everyone, it seemed to be in some kind of agreement as to this looks awful. This does not look good. There, how, what is, what is this movie going to be? It already looks terrible. And then you have this come out and it's amazing that we're just now talking about this because again, this was last year, last September at the D23 Expo 2022, but we're just now seeing this on the internet. It's just not making the rounds. And I've never seen so many different types of people in agreement over one thing in all of my time on TikTok. That doesn't happen very often where it seems we're united on something. And it's been this. I've seen different types of women, conservative, liberal, black, white, all of them have been pretty much saying the same thing. And it's so interesting. And it's kind of cool to see that a lot of women were kind of feeling the same thing. This whole girl boss persona that's being pushed at us, we're kind of tired. Many of us live that life in real life, and I think a lot of us can attest that it can be very exhausting. Now, some of you enjoy girl bossing all day, and you enjoy, you know, doing your own thing, being independent, making your own decisions. For some of us, though, it is exhausting. And this constant push, trying to tell us, push from Hollywood, trying to tell us and convince us that girl bossing and being hyper-independent is such a good thing, it feels like gaslighting. Don't try to tell me that my hyper-independence is healthy. I know better. And the fact that Hollywood keeps trying to sell it, even though, number one, nobody likes these female characters, these girl boss female characters who are just completely stripped of all their femininity, who are just insufferable and unlikable. I don't understand why no one's listening. No one is listening to audiences in general. I'm going to say it again. These girl boss characters who are just completely stripped of their femininity, who are insufferable and annoying. And really, for a lot of us, it's like looking in the mirror because when we're at our worst and our most unhealthy and our most aggravated, and even for us women at our most masculine, that's who we are. We don't like us when we're like that. And we sure enough don't see, like seeing other people like that. So no one likes these characters. We get Disney and other studios keep pushing out this kind of female. Nobody likes her. 
So and now we're going to get that in Snow White and it just completely rips apart who Snow White is. Now, a lot of people say, well, you know, we've had different Snow White adaptations, you know, the original fairy tale. This is a live action remake of the original film, the original 1937 film. Now, Rachel references that in that clip, the original 1937 film. So a little bit of film history for those who do not know. Disney came onto the scene with the mouse. If you have Disney Plus, you are able to watch a lot of these original cartoons, Steamboat Willie being the first. And it looks cool and kind of basic, but you got to put yourself in that mindset from the 1920s. They'd never seen anything like that before. Imagine seeing something like that for the first time. Think of the first time you saw Avatar, that, that kind of animation, that sense of awe, like, holy crap, I can't believe they did this. For me, it would have been the first time I saw Toy Story. You know, up until that point, it was 2D animation. They were just starting to experiment with digital editing. Um, the movie The Rescuers Down Under, also Disney. So during that Disney Renaissance period, that was the first digitally edited film. Still hand-drawn, but digitally edited. And we get to Pixar, and it was the first everything. It was the first digitally animated film. And I just remember the sense of awe and wonder. I'd never seen anything like it. Now imagine watching an animated film for the first time. So you get Mickey Mouse, who kind of lays down the foundation, who not so much lays down the foundation, but he digs up the ground and starts to sow the seed for what is to come. And in 1937, we get Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, and the industry changes forever. It was an industry-shifting film. This is the movie that did it for Disney. Mickey Mouse dug up the ground so that Snow White could lay the foundation. For you to just be so disrespectful of that legacy, you wouldn't have a job, ma'am. You wouldn't have a job. I don't understand. Who hired her? I don't understand how you can put on a costume and play a character that you clearly dislike, a legacy that you don't respect. In a history you don't honor. I don't get it. You you clearly do not understand this character and its appeal. The fact that we are still watching Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs to this day. Obviously, we don't have a problem with this princess. Who is Snow White? That The one we know in the Disney movie. Because again, you can talk about the original fairy tale. You can talk about the many different adaptations. This is a live action remake of that original 1937 film. Down to the freaking dress. I don't know if you've seen her costume, but it, down to the dress. Down to the dress. It is the Snow White costume. Looks gorgeous, by the way. Even her hair is cute. Little pin curls. But I digress. So we, we, I have this live action remake of the original film. This Snow White who was horribly abused and neglected by her evil stepmother who was disturbingly jealous of her and tried to make her as ugly, as ugly and unattractive as possible because she was so vain. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. And so insecure. So she dressed her up in rags and tried to make her look undesirable. But yet there was still this beauty that radiated from the inside that was impossible to ignore. She was sweet and she was kind. And even in the midst of doing all these chores and all these unnecessary things, she remained sweet and kind and loving. There was, even in her attempts, in the evil queen's attempts to make her ugly, she was still attractive. She was still beautiful. There was still a prince out there who was drawn to her. We know this from the beginning, that cute little song where she's singing into the wishing well. I love that song. And then the prince comes and he sings this song and it's great. And then she goes out into the woods and she finds out that her stepmother, it wants to kill her. She wants her dead. And this huntsman, bless his heart, is tasked with not only killing her, but bringing back her heart in a box as proof. But he tells her to run. He tells her to run and instead he kills a pig and takes that heart instead. Because, you know, this is like uh, 15th, 14th century, somewhere in the middle of the woods. They don't know what a human heart looks like. They can't tell the difference. They just know it's a heart. So she goes out to the woods and she's lost and she's scared and the trees are looking at her funny. And she falls to the ground and she's crying. And then the animals come there like, what is wrong with her? Like, what is this? This is a whole big person. We only know the seven little dudes out in the cabin. Who is she? And she's all, you know, sweet and kind to them and loving, even though I would be terrified at all these animals coming to eat me. And I'm lost in the woods and I don't know where I am but she's so sweet and so kind and she connects with them and they're all like honey we got you what do you need and she's like I need a place to stay and like come on we know these dudes with a house and they take her to the house and she gets to the house and the house is small with little legs and she assumes they're children she assumes they're children so in the midst of her being lost in the midst of her running from her evil stepmother who wants to kill her cut out her heart she's in a place that's unfamiliar she says you know what let me clean up the place let me do the dishes. Let me put some food in the oven. Let me do something for them. And maybe just maybe they might let me stay. So that's what she does. And the, out of the kindness of, you know, hoping that she can get something in return, but also out of the kindness of her heart and with the help of, you know, deer, animals, turtles and mice and, and mice and squirrels and chipmunks, she gets the house clean. She does their laundry. She puts some food on the stove in the cauldron in whatever the fireplace is. I don't know. I can barely use the oven in my house. But she did the thing and she goes to sleep on their little bed, still thinking their children wakes up and realizes, oh, they're not children. They're little men. And they agree to let her stay there because, hey, she keeps the place clean. She's been able to do something we have been struggling to do, which is, you know, keep the house clean and feed ourselves. So, again, this is a woman who is running for her life from her mother, stepmother, who is trying to kill her, cut out her heart, you know, hang it on the mantle. And 
she's still just being sweet and kind. It is a beautiful lesson that even in the midst of hardship and adversity, being kind and being sweet and being loving to those around you, even giving of yourself still holds value. This is what we see from Snow White, but they want to tear that apart. That's not good enough for Rachel Zegler. Rachel Zegler wants a girl boss Snow White. And frankly, I'm sick to death of seeing it. What's wrong? This is something that I loved in the Barbie movie. The Barbie movie, which I still need to talk about, um, the messaging was just all over the place. It looked like they were trying to say like 17 things at once. So I'm just trying to figure out what to get out of it. But what I really liked is at the end when, you know, America Ferrero is like, why can't we just have an ordinary Barbie? Good good freaking grief, y'all. Why can't we just have an ordinary snow? Why can't women just be ordinary? Why can't women just be ordinary? Why can't we just be, you know, regular moms and and students and daughters with, you know, menial jobs and, you know, social media platforms and, you know, a desire to fall in love. That's the other thing. So we have this girl boss Snow White because her just being sweet and kind in the middle of adversity isn't enough. We have to strip her of the thing that makes her different, that sets her apart, that makes her amazing, that says, you know what, even in the midst of terrible things, out of the ashes will come beauty. That's the whole point of the thing. Even after her, you know, mom, her stepmom is like, go out, kill her, bring her back her heart. I want it on a necklace. She goes and she runs into the woods. She's scared and the trees are like, Hey, honey, how are you? And she's like, no, I'm not doing this. I'm a good girl. Leave me alone. She goes to the house and she cleans. She cooks with these seven men who can't seem to pick up after themselves. You know, stepmom comes back in this ugly witch costume and gives her an apple. She's like, it's a wishing apple. And, you know, Snow White's a little young and naive. And, you know, she's just hoping for hope. And so she eats the apple and she basically falls into a deep sleep and the dwarves are like we have, we don't have the heart to bury her so they put her in this little glass case in the woods and then the prince is like she's so beautiful i'm gonna kiss her even though she kind of looks dead but i don't know what compelled him look at i'm not here to judge because she woke up and she was all gucci and then she went and lived happily ever after and it's okay though because you know the the evil queen in her witch costume fell to her death and it's sad because she really was kind of pretty but she died ugly there is a lot to learn in this tiny little film and we're getting stripped of those beautiful lessons lessons that young women need even young men that even in the midst of hardship even in the midst of adversity having a good attitude being kind being sweet even giving of yourself when you feel like you have nothing to give sometimes but you still have an opportunity that's what we can get from snow white but we're stripping that that doesn't matter anymore snow white needs to be a leader she needs to be a boss she don't need no man you know this isn't about a little girlfriend what's the wrong what's the wrong with falling in love why are we telling young girls this, that falling in love is the absolute worst thing that you can be attracted to? This is a problem with so much of the media and advertising towards young girls over the last, I'd say, maybe 20, 25 years is this push to put girls in places where girls, I'm, I'm trying to find the careful words here, are not, we're not built for. Not to say that we can't do it, but as women, we're uniquely designed to fill certain roles. This doesn't mean we're limited. Women can do whatever they want. Women can be president. Women can be doctors. Women can be engineers. But it's not so much this desire to kind of push us in places where we don't belong, but push us out of the places where we're made to be, like motherhood, being a wife, being carers and nurturers. These things that we're designed to do, it's, it's in our design. It's in our nature as, as women. And we've had society, media, and movies try to push us away because the worst thing women can do is be themselves. 
And Rachel Zegler seems to be a part of that crew who seems to just hate the simplicity of being a woman. What's wrong with falling in love? What's wrong with that? Why can't young girls dream of wanting, of, of loving someone and being loved? What's so wrong with that? You have a lot of young women out here in their 20s and 30s who are just straight up miserable because they put all their effort into a career that doesn't love them back and they're, they're just alone. They put all their effort into something that could go away in the, the drop of a hat and doesn't last, doesn't mean anything. Your career is not going to be there on your deathbed. And if you're a woman with a career, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying you should give it up. But this idea that women have to pick and choose, that they have to choose between having a career or falling in love, or that if a woman chooses to fall in, fall in love, it's the absolute worst choice that she can make. It's the, it's the most beneath thing that a woman can do. Men don't get this lecture. Men are encouraged to settle down and have wives. Why don't we get that? Think about that for a hot second. Men are literally encouraged to grow up, be men, make money, become providers, marry, have children, and create a legacy. Women are encouraged to do everything but. Women who want to be mothers are looked down on. Women who aspire to be wives, stay-at-home, you know, housewives or stay-at-home moms are looked down on. I'm not interested in watching another movie that encourages that. I'm not interested in being a part of any kind of thing that would promote a movie that encourages young girls to believe that there's no room in their lives for true love. Not interested. Sorry. Not really all that sorry. It's getting so annoying, the state of Hollywood right now. People are tired and it's such an amazing thing to see online and on TikTok that so many women are just kind of sick of that trope, sick of that archetype, the insufferable woman that no one wants to be, that no one likes, that we can't seem to connect with. They're sick to death of movies where the woman is supposed to be driving the story, yet the men are so much more interesting. Why can't she be both. We had Maleficent, Angelina Jolie's Maleficent, who was both, who was both a leader and yet saw something good and soft and wonderful and beautiful within herself and was able to work into that. That was a beautiful display to me of being both. Yeah, she was evil and, and trying to kill this princess or whatever. That's that's side the point. OK, we forgave her for that. But I think it was a good example of both. That women can have both that we can be both, that we have the capacity to have and be both. I don't understand why you would take on a job and portray a character you clearly don't like or respect. It makes no sense. And no one's happy about it. No one has anything positive to say about it. This is probably the worst piece of marketing for this movie. This isn't even like The Little Mermaid, where you have people come out and say they didn't want to see a Black Little Mermaid. They wanted their white, ginger, redhead, whatever. And then you have people in opposition saying, well, we're going to see this movie regardless. No, there's none of that. There is none of that. This is probably the most in agreement thing I've ever seen. And it is not looking good for Disney in this movie. On top of that, Rachel Zegler has a big movie coming out, I believe, in November. Um, it's the Hunger Games prequel. And she plays the lead. Nobody likes her right now. It's not. This really has turned people off to her to a point where people see her face and they're like, oh, her again. 
I mean, hopefully that Hunger Games has the legs necessary to carry regardless of this quote unquote controversy. I don't know what you want to call it. But yeah, this could really affect that movie. Unless something changes, unless, you know, she gets a PR person who's really looking out for her best interest, this could hurt her potential career because studios could look at her and say, nope, nobody wants to see her on screen and then not hire her. It could be that kind of thing. Don't bite the hand that feeds you. And in this case, it is Snow White and the Seven Dwarves from 1937. Want to advertise on this podcast? Check the episode description to see how you can be featured on the next episode. The audacity of her to say it's dated. In what way is it dated? In what way is learning how to push through adversity, how to keep a smile on your face, how to be kind, even when everything around you is so terrible or so rough, dated? How is Falling in love, dated. How is wishing for a happily ever after, dated? Make that make sense. Why are you so bitter? That's my first question. Like, what's wrong with you? Why are you so bitter? Who hurt you? And who hired you? On what planet would you want to take a job as a to portray a character you don't like or respect? And it seems to be this thing within Hollywood where they're just wanting to kind of destroy some of the good things and create something new. It's almost like bitterness and misery really does love company. Instead of, you know, finding a good best friend to trauma bond with, they want to trauma bond with the entire world. I- I'm not here for it. Not at all. Anyways, that's all I've got to say about any of that thank you so much for listening to me rant and rave make sure you like comment and subscribe so you can get more episodes if you're able head on over to the youtube channel the link should be somewhere in the in the description or a link tree should be in the description and subscribe to said youtube channel that's where you can leave a lot of comments that i'll be able to see thank you so much for listening thank you so much for tuning in let me know your thoughts i want to hear it if you've watched any of the clips, there's two of them that have been circulating. I just played the one. <sighs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thank you so much for your time. You guys are amazing. And I will see you next time. 